Coming up tonight, inner city issues. The leader of the free national movement questioning the effectiveness of the urban renewal program. Plus, rising through the ranks. I have a one-on-one -on -one interview with a top-ranking woman in the Royal Bahamas Defense Force. And later, Disney's new digs. An award-winning Bahamian fashion designer creates custom costumes for Mickey and Minnie. These stories and so much more as our news weekend starts now. This is our news weekend. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Megan Shepard. A triple shooting leaving one man dead and two other adults hospitalized. The shooting happening in the area of First Street, Coconut Grove, between Palm Tree Avenue and Robinson Road around 7.30 p.m. last night. According to reports, the victims were in front of a home when a white Nissan pulled up. The three gunmen inside the car jumped out and opened fire. Police say the first victim, a 37-year-old man, sustained gunshot injuries to the upper torso and died from his injuries in hospital. The second and third victims, a 50-year-old woman and a 31-year-old man, both sustained gunshot injuries to their lower bodies. Police are asking anyone who has information about this incident to call 919-911 or the Criminal Investigations Department at 5 Zero two nine 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 one or two or three. Meantime, police are also investigating the fatal stabbing of an 18-year-old man that occurred at a bar in the vicinity of East Street and Soldier Road early this morning. Police tell us that around 2 a.m., the victim, after being stabbed multiple times to the upper torso, was being transported to the hospital in a private vehicle when the driver of that vehicle lost control and crashed into a wall near East Street and Sands Lane. Responding officers and emergency medical technicians examined the victim on scene, but he showed no signs of life. Police are asking anyone with information about this stabbing incident to contact 911-919 or the Criminal Investigation Department at 502-9991. Now, this past week, there were several shootings in the northern Bahamas. Over in Grand Bahama, a man in his 60s was shot in the arm. The shooting, a major concern for residents on that island. Officer in charge of the northern region, Assistant Commissioner of Police Ashanta Knowles, confirming that no one is in custody for that incident as yet and gave an update on the victim's condition. I do believe that we are following significant leads that will lead to an arrest eventually. Uh, we ask you to continue to share the flyer until we have that person in custody who we believe can assist us further with that investigation. The victim in that matter was airlifted to New Providence. He is in serious but stable condition and we're praying that he pulls through. As for crime in Abaco, ACP Knowles said this. There were two shootings on the island of Abaco. I don't want to say that there is an increase. I will just say that there were two incidents that caused for concern for us on Abaco. We know that one of them resulted in the death of a young man. We are still investigating that matter. We have taken uh, persons into custody. Unfortunately, we have not reached the process yet where we can put people before the courts. In the second matter, we have a suspect in custody and he is assisting us with that matter and hopefully we can close that matter before the end of this week. Well, Free National Movement leader Michael Paintard questioning the impact urban renewal has in the community. It comes as the pressure heats up for the Davis administration to tackle the issue of crime. Joshua Williams reports.
Urban renewal never went anywhere. That was a PLP lie. That's Free National Movement leader Michael Pintard responding to questions about the return of urban renewal. Dubbed the brainchild of former Prime Minister Perry Christie during his last term in office, the program sought to address inner-city issues such as crime, poor housing and poverty. Pintard says the government's failure to be upfront with the state of the program has led to its failure. When, when it was first said, once the administration changed in 2021, I referred to the report that had informed the new minister and the report clearly indicated that urban renewal went nowhere. And so the government seemed not to want to account for the impact uh, that the pandemic had on the execution of the program. This week saw the Free National Movement slam government's handling of crime. They held a press conference outside the office of the Prime Minister and led a protest in front of the House of Assembly Wednesday morning. Pintard says under his watch, urban renewal will be better. Under the Pintard administration, urban renewal will not have the same configuration that it has now. Think about it. We're talking about urban renewal. Is there any community that you know right now in the over-the-hill area or the heritage community that's being renewed? Any. Just one corner. Let's pick one corner that's being transformed. He also says the program should not be left entirely up to government. These programs should be run by, stake, run by stakeholders and the government should, through its human resources and finances, help facilitate these programs. Much of urban renewal is a duplication of work already being done in multiple ministries. Reporting for Our News, I'm Joshua Williams. Thanks so much, Josh. Well, management at Bahamas Air offering more clarity on their new 737 aircraft and its operations between the Bahamas and U.S. destinations. According to the statement, the U.S. Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, is in the process of an audit of all airline operators in the Bahamas servicing routes into the United States. This statement claims this also involves other airlines that are registered by the Bahamas Civil Aviation Authority. This audit covers planes already in service. Bahamas Air says as a result, new additions to the fleet cannot be cleared until this process is completed. They add management anticipates this process will be completed soon. The statement adds in the interim, the new 737 jet has been certified by the Bahamas Civil Aviation Authority to fly into non-U.S. destinations. This includes routes to Haiti, Turks and Caicos Islands and Cuba, as well as domestic routes. Well, still lots more news to share tonight, but first, meteorologist Ian McKinsey joins us now from the Weather Center with your first look at weather. Ian. Thanks, Megan, and good evening, Bahamas. Welcome to your Saturday evening forecast. We're currently outside our studios. We're in the partly cloudy skies with some light showers. Winds are from the southeast at 9 miles per hour, with a comfortable feels like rain, cool temperature of 71. Current temperatures across the country at this time in our nation's second city, Freeport, we have 74, a set of 76s in Marsh Harbor, Great Harbor Key, and in the capital, a set of 77s in Allistown, Nicholstown, and Governor's Harbor, Eleuthera. For the central Bahamas, continue with 77 in Kemp's Bay, Andrus, 80 in Georgetown, Exumas, 78 in Deadman's Key and Arthurstown, Kid Island, and 76 in Coburn Towns in Salvador. For the Southeast Bahamas, 77 in Duncan Town, Colonel Hill, Abraham's Bay, 78 in Delectable Bay, Acklands, Matthewtown, and Providencialis, Turks, and Caicos. Taking a first look now at our satellite and radar imagery, where we have few cloudiness across the Northwest Bahamas. However, we are continuing to watch the strong cold front that's presently across the Panhandle that should be racing and making its way into the Northwest Bahamas sometime early 
or mid Sunday afternoon, but ahead of it, we do expect some unsettled weather across the extreme Northwest Bahamas. Stay tuned, your extended forecast is still to come. When we come back from the break, the Foreign Affairs Minister defends the Prime Minister's recent international trip, citing successful diplomatic ties. Plus, fostering a democratic and accountable judicial system, the Deputy Registrar weighs in on the necessary steps. The details when our news weekend returns. Doctors Hospital is reimagined primary care. We have invested to improve our health system, ensuring that accessible, affordable, world-class clinical care is closer to you. Your relationship with a primary care provider shapes the foundation of your overall health. Our new, modern primary care facilities are where critical diagnosis and true personalized treatment begin. With locations across New Providence, Grand Bahama, and Exuma, we invite you to experience the Doctors Hospital difference. Book your next appointment at clinics.doctorshoss.com. Foreign Affairs Minister Fred Mitchell defending the Prime Minister's recent trip to Africa, which saw the Bahamas establish diplomatic ties with the Republic of Kenya. When asked about the Free National Movement's criticism of the trip in the wake of what many describe as a crime crisis, Mitchell says despite the noise, trips like this are necessary in the fight against climate change. The free national movement's problem is that they're not um, invited to go along. That's the only problem. Um, if they want to go along, they can become the government and they can make their case. We have a problem. Climate change is the major issue in the country, um, for the country, and uh, he's got to beat the drums to make sure we get the resources to try and fight that and to let people know that this is an existential problem for our country. Mitchell doubling down on government's commitment to establishing and maintaining international relations. We're trying to spread our wings across the world so that Bahamians, wherever they go, can have a representative. The Prime Minister is the leader of that. That's our foreign policy. Now, the FNM's foreign policy was to sit here and do whatever the major powers say. If that's their foreign policy, that's their foreign policy. What we do know is that Bahamians are all over the world. And their prime minister is leading the charge to make sure that they have a seamless passage in those countries around the world. The administration of justice requires the public and the media to have access to the court and the material underpinning public proceedings. That's according to Deputy Registrar and Acting Court Services Director Ronaldo Toot, who said as much while addressing law students at the University of the Bahamas. In his lecture on open justice, Toot said the purpose of open justice is to foster a democratic and accountable judicial system, allowing citizens to understand the process. Stressing the need for public confidence, he says he's concerned about inaccuracies being spread about the judicial system. Public confidence to the administration of justice is absolutely critical to our democracy. This is why, as the acting director of the court, I'm concerned about inaccuracies about our judicial system and the inability to address the same. Indeed, like most jurisdictions around the world, there are serious systemic challenges within our legal system. The deputy registrar says transparency in the legal process lets in the light and allows the public to scrutinize the working of the law and as a result, build confidence. He says the significance of open justice was highlighted with the introduction of the digital court's reporting system. In denying open justice, we broadcast our fears. So I ask the question, 
What do we fear? And what are we willing to do to quell those fears? Do we still live in an era where we are going to burn women if we believe they are witches? Still to come on our news weekend, gender equality a top priority for the Royal Bahamas Defense Force. The Commodore says the proof is in the numbers. Plus, breaking the glass ceiling, the newest captain of the Defense Force shares her 31-year career journey. That's coming up in our news weekend returns. You or a loved one under medical care? Do you need affordable medical supplies? Ports International is the largest home health care supplier. Medical supplies at the very best price. And you can even shop online. From hospital beds to wound care, wheelchairs to walkers, Ports is a one-stop shop for your medical supplies and we accept insurance. We have online shopping and two locations to serve you. At the Airport Industrial Park and Shirley Street. We also ship to the Family Islands. Shop online and visit us on Facebook. Call Ports at 377-1771. Welcome back. 400 Marines were promoted within the ranks of the Royal Bahamas Defense Force this month. RBDF Commodore Dr. Raymond King noting this is the third promotional exercise in four years. The last one was in May 2020. What stands out for Commodore King is the number of women who rose in the ranks. He asserts the organization is being deliberate in showing gender equity. The women represent some 23 percent of the executive team that you see here this morning. And amongst the senior enlisted, um, there's a 25% um, um, persons elevated um, to lead from the warrant officer and the senior aides perspective. And so we're being deliberate in showing um, gender equity and, and females given due consideration in the organization. And as we just told you, hundreds of men and women of the Royal Bahamas Defense Force promoted this month. Among those numbers, 28% were women. And even more impressive, two of those women achieved the highest ranks to be held by women since 1985. Newly promoted Captain Natasha Miller admits that joining the Defense Force back in 1993 was not her original goal post-college graduation. Her first duty after naval training, joining the HMBS Sinagua. At that time, we didn't have too many females going to sea, so I was given the billet of the navigation officer. And that, in that role, I was responsible for the movements of the craft. But aside from becoming one of only two women to hold the rank of captain, Miller is no stranger to breaking glass ceilings on the defense force. I was the first female officer to have obtained my bridge watchkeeping certificate which is where I'm able to navigate, be on the bridge without any supervision. I was also the first female officer to be the executive officer of a 60-meter craft, the first female officer to have been in charge of the military police department. Oh, the major one, I've been the accounts officer for more than 15 years. I do have a degree in accounts, but you know, in this organization, you don't always get to specialize. Throughout her years, Captain Miller has worked in various departments, gaining invaluable knowledge and experience, something she says she is grateful for. It's always good to know other areas of the job so that you can be more versatile. But um, working in defense for us has taught me a whole lot, and I do appreciate 
all that I've learned during my 30 years, next month, 31. However, her many achievements did not come without some challenges. She admits that working in a male-dominated field does push her to be stronger and to use her voice, especially when tested by her male counterparts. Working in an organization that's predominated by men, but um, as female in the organization, you just have to be strong. Um, getting here was not an easy feat because we all have lots and lots of opposition, but um, at the end of the day, we do have a contribution. And um, we will let our, I will let my voice be heard because I know that I am here for a reason. To other young women that may be considering joining the RBDF, Captain Miller says not to be afraid. There is indeed room for everyone. Once you join the Defense Force, you have to be strong-willed because you're going to be challenged, but you have to be focused. And um, the sky is the limit. Congratulations, Captain Miller. On the other side of this break, from group chat to group trips, a travel expert shares helpful tips on making your next trip a reality. That's coming up in our news weekend returns. When the world bid a final farewell to Britain's longest reigning monarch, we were there. A moment of global solemnity that won't soon be forgotten. And when it was time to crown a new king in the first coronation in 50 years, our news was there to the end. These stories shape our view of the world, a view that goes beyond our borders, because our news is all around us. This is our story. This is our news. Always there when it counts. Welcome back to our news weekend. His brand is inspired by colors, patterns, textures, and all things Bahamian. Published fashion illustrator and award-winning creative director Theodore Elliott can now add a fashion designer from Mickey and Minnie Mouse to his extensive resume. Elliott collaborating with the Disney Cruise Lines to create unique costumes for Mickey, Minnie, and their pals at Disney's newest island destination, Disney Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. When Disney Cruise Line guests see Mickey and Minnie's looks, I want them to feel and walk away with the beauty of the Bahamas, which is Junkanoo. At the end of the day, I want the world to know and understand what Junkanoo is. I want them to embrace that, embrace the culture, and I want it to be something that just lives on forever. When you talk about the print, pattern, color, texture of Junkanoo, they've got that. When you talk about the iconic Bahamian conch shell, Mickey's got that. The sweet, beautiful pineapples of Eleuthera, Minnie's got that. Junkanoo fun in the sun, an absolute perfect marriage for Disney, Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. Elliot says as an island designer, incorporating Bahamian culture into his designs is very important to him. He shares what it means to now create these unique pieces for characters we all have grown to love and adore over the many decades. And so to be able to have the platform with Disney, to be able to introduce Junkanoo to the world, but I knew that this was my opportunity to speak with the voice of the Bahamas and having the platform through the magic of Disney to showcase the beauty of what is the Bahamas through Junkanoo was really important for me. Disney's Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point is expected to open to guests this June. Costuming producer for Disney Live Entertainment, Janet Spadell says, Disney wants to ensure that every guest feels the flavor of the Bahamas with an infusion of the classic Disney stories. Working with Theo has been a real treat. 
He's been a fantastic ambassador to the Bahamas. You know, he's really taught us a lot about Junkanoo spirit and the history of it. What we love best about working with Theo is just understanding a little bit more about the Bahamas and the story that he's trying to tell through the looks that he's creating for our characters. Theo really does a lot of storytelling in his overall looks and visions for the characters. Whether it's the Junkanoo print or whether it's those bright color choices, we really do see that influence that he has just infused with what we bring here at Disney. Awesome news. Can't wait to see the completed costumes. And speaking of costumes, meteorologist Ian McKenzie is back in the Weather Center with your super extended weather forecast. Thanks, Megan. Welcome back, everyone. Here's a look now at your extended forecast. We call this the Superman segment where we put on our coats, okay? Currently across the Bahamas right now, we still have that high pressure system. This will begin to slide eastwards in response to this approaching cold front that should enter the extreme northwest Bahamas sometime Sunday afternoon, but ahead of it rather, we do anticipate a bit of unsettled weather. So folks in the Freeport, Grand Bahama, Abaco area, we're asking you to safeguard yourselves and continue to monitor the progress of this system. For the northwest Bahamas, boating-wise, small craft should exercise caution, wind southerly 10 to 15, plus knots gusting at times, seas 2 to 4, but up to 7 feet, no easterly swells, high tide at 9.05 p.m. tonight, Low tide on 3.08 a.m. tomorrow morning. For the central and southeast Bahamas, small craft caution still in effect. Winds east to southeast 15 to 20 knots, seas 4 to 7 feet in those easterly swells. Here's a look now at your national forecast. And in your extended forecast, we do anticipate a very warm day tomorrow ahead of that frontal system. However, by evening, we do expect some cloudiness to roll into the area with some possible showers and even isolated thunderstorms across the extreme northwest Bahamas. Windy conditions persisting into Monday in the wake of that frontal system. Look at those daytime high temperatures only expected to creep into the low 70s with our overnight lows just hanging around the low 60s and even possibly upper 50s. That's a look at your evening forecast. Make it a great, safe, fun night everyone. Most of us have probably had the experience of thinking up a great group trip and discussing it with friends, only to have it fade into memory after no one buys their tickets. Our Marlena Leonard spoke with a travel expert this week who might be able to help you get the group up and out the next time the conversation comes up. Editor of Grand Life magazine and a feature writer in Bahamas Air's Up and Away magazine, Nakia Wells has this perspective on group travel. Some of my most amazing experiences have been with my friends, but we all know it's an Olympic sport trying to plan a group trip. So if you're not having uh, the ability to get everybody to get on the same plan or you need a little bit more flexibility, I am definitely team solo travel. But she says if you're dead set on making those group trip dreams come true, there are a few things you can do to help things go smoothly. One of the tips I would recommend, uh, getting that trip out of the group trap. First of all, I would recommend trying a short-term trip. You know, a lot of us, we want to go and see the world, but I love domestic trips, and this can be a fun experience, and it also gives you an idea of, you know, what people's uh, travel styles are. You know, some persons, they might want to go, and they want to take their pictures, they want to enjoy amazing food, have a cocktail, sit by the pool, whereas some people, they want to be adventurous, they want to get up early. And sometimes those two individuals, you know, they might not mesh, but if you know what your friend's expectations are and you manage those, you can have an amazing trip. Wells adds it's also important to set expectations and boundaries with the prospective trips. Also, manage expectations. Say, hey, I go on this trip with or without you. You come in, and as long as you are able to vocalize what your expectations are, there's no hurts feelings, and you're able to have an amazing experience. Reporting for our news, I'm Marlena Leonard.
Thanks so much, Marlena. I am now inspired to submit my vacation days. Thank you for tuning in to our news weekend tonight. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Megan Shepard. Have a safe and wonderful weekend.